and Terabang. Hello, Michelle. How are you doing? Hi there. I'm doing all right. Wearing um, kind of an orange colored blouse tonight. Been kind of getting the fall mood a little bit here with, with fall starting right now uh, at the time of this episode's recording. So yeah, I have a little, uh, little spiced cider is the name of the candle that I have lit by me in my little studio nook here. How about you? I am uh, situated in my nest of um, blankets and assorted pillows. Um, I have a variety of blankets and throws that I have either made or acquired. And it's just, it's so cozy. So cozy just being surrounded by pillows and blankets on my sofa. (laughs) And you tell, so I like that. So it's just kind of a, is it kind of an organized Oh Nest yes, like things, all the or if it's just like kind of a pile, and you and you kind of sitting on a certain just random section. So I'm I'm sit sat situated between a hollow where I am flanked by um the the tower of pillows and <laughs> and, and blankets, and they're kind of separated. And I am the Red Sea, or no, I am the Moses of <laughs> the Red Sea. That is my blankets and pillows. <laughs> Are you, yes, I'm kidding. Uh, not to be too blasphemic or anything like that. Because <laughs> you sometimes see people who have just like a bare couch, right? They don't have, mm. I don't know if it's even called accessories. I, they have like pillows and blankets. I probably have quite the opposite of that the situation. Opposite, yeah. mm-hmm. Or like, I, I feel like whenever you're, you go into a furniture store or a catalog and the model rooms, it's like you see the bed and it's like stacked with pillows it infuriates me to to see in movies when people or you know like videos or you know people people they're showcasing their homes you know like in the um is it architectural digest where celebrities show their home and mm-hmm. then you see the pillows that are uh stacked with the corner side thing as you know it's a dime it's a square pillow but they've stacked it to be like a diamond on the chair mm-hmm. no no one puts a their chair like that. It doesn't. It doesn't stay like that when you want to sit there. When you sit it on it, flops right. down, and no, and just don't don't make it like fake. To me, everyone that, knows that's it's not yeah. a stable position. Well, and also the pillow would like unless it's very firm or stiff, it like that corner would wear and like slump over time. Yes, and and or. Yes. And and it just makes that chair look like unseatable. Like you, you don't exactly. want to sit in that for long durations because you, you want to sit in like it. Perfect you have looking. to do the extra step of moving and adjusting, fluffing, fluffing the pillow, you and know, rotating it, readjust, you re re rotating it, and it's just like, why would you put yourself through that extra effort? I guess some people do. They they're very like aesthetically inclined to make things look perfect. Sure. But for like livable conditions that aren't like you know, a poster, you know, for some, you know, home magazine. Um, yeah, that, no. makes, that makes me wonder what else, what else is there that's like that where the quote unquote like quintessential like model of an object is actually not really how you would probably typically the general population would use it. Yeah, like, so a model home on display, like you said, like, the pillows are in a way where you're like, I'm, I can't use that. Or the bed is covered in dress pillows. Clear countertops. Like, clear countertops like, countertops in the kitchen. People have where's, stuff on it. You know, they've got either food or kids' homeworks or, you know, something. Where to are the show shoes that, by the door? 
the shoes by the door or like a shoe cubby or, you know, those things. Um, pet beds, sometimes you don't necessarily see where the pets are, but you know they have pets because they're all over their Instagram pages, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Where's all the pet stuff? Or another one I like is is planners. Okay, um, what about planners? Like, like physical planners, maybe, where it's like, oh, yeah, like a daily like, planner. Like you would fill it out. And like, I know very few people who are, like are able to fill out their planner on a daily basis with like their full agenda. Like show show some weeks like with no entries because you just got tired. And you mean like a diary, or you're talking like no, a like a, where like, like a I have this appointment this day, mm-hmm. this appointment this you're day like with your to do lists or something. Um, I I would almost say I would prefer planners that have because I I if I were to commit myself to a planner. I think I would need more than three lines in order to write down the day's affairs mm-hmm. of what I need to do because there's just so much <laughs> entailed. Um, so if someone could make a whole page for each day, that would be the ideal situation. Um, but that's not how those people create things. Yeah. So what What about if... Mm. 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 What about, yep. What about if, yeah... I don't know. I mean, obviously, ad agencies do this kind of marketing style for a reason because it's profitable and effective. But like, mm-hmm. what about if ad agencies or marketing companies they would like show maybe the pretty clean, bare countered version, and but also like how how it would look if it's like slightly used. So you could like kind of picture how it looks when there's like a little bit of stuff on there not like it's packed the, ca- the kitchen counter but that is would full that, of things. but that would stray away from their ideal the ideal you know? where it's always perfect it would, it would kind of ruin that illusion of perfectness because sometimes people struggle to visualize what is like okay well that's what it looks like in the catalog but what would it look like actually in my in my life yeah. kind of it but, sometimes looks like like a hotel it like it looks stark and pretty but I'm not sure how many people would be able to upkeep that. I mean, maybe if they had like housekeepers and stuff, sure, you can afford to keep it like like that. Or like pantries, like cabinets, like pantries and fridges, like who where it's all like neatly organized, like where it shows you to buy a fridge and it's like you open the door and there's like perfectly stacked rows of produce and juices and milk and some people I suppose are like that if they spend enough time, but I don't (laughs) don't or cars. I did I did see um I think one YouTuber um and they're ridiculously rich. Um they had like five fridges and each fridge was dedicated to one um type of product food product. Like one fridge was just dedicated for beverages, another fridge and they're all the same and they're all lined up side by side by side by side. It's just multiple doors. Um, and another fridge was dedicated solely to like produce. Another one was dedicated solely to meat. Another one was dedicated solely to, I don't know, yogurt. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just like, that's excessive, I think. Because I don't know who's going to eat that much food in that giant house. Because yeah, how many people are living there? Unless you have a family of 10. Yeah. And maybe, sure. or like, you know, a, a housemate house that, you know, yeah, you, you share a lot. Yeah. But I don't think that was the situation. <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah very curious indeed what like i guess contrasting reality speaking of, speaking of celebrities this is my oh, yes. segue here for indeed the idea that popped in my head before we started to record this episode um on the topic of names mm. 
Yeah, celebrities oftentimes have a celebrity name that is picked for them or kind of when they're first coming onto the scene, maybe that's not their biological original name, name. original okay. birth name. Like and, David Bowie. Right. And it was at a point where you don't real it's you don't realize that they have like another actual name and they're always just referred to by that stage, stage name. name. Sure. I think it's called, even though it's not it, not necessarily for stage performers, but celebrities, I think, is it's kind of extended to. Sure. The question I kind of have, and we can just go in any direction we'd like, is your thoughts on that. And also, like, for yourself, have you ever wanted to change your name? Whether it's, like, completely different name or a site to alter your name. And interrogating, we're only kind of talking about our first names here, but, like, we can speak in general sense of our full names, just, like, if we would want to or not um but yeah would you ever have you ever wanted to change your name at any point in your life um, i don't know if i ever identified with being stephanie because i feel like the stereotypical mm. stephanie is kind of like um has always been a bit played off in media as kind of being a bit preppy um you know like someone who's very prim and proper and kind of like the popular girl of like a high school clique or something um mm-hmm. overly bubbly overly friendly to the point where it's just saccharine and just the like dread it, your, the dread in the, in the tone of your voice it's it's kind of abysmal um mm-hmm. amount of optimism they radiate or like the brattiness that they radiate and it's like mm-hmm. i don't quite see myself as that i'm a bit of a dismal character at times sometimes i try to be optimistic but honestly i'm human i'm not like but maybe that's just the trope of hollywood playing you know the the popular girl you know in in groups and i've always been a bit of a nerd a bit reticent as you might have been able to tell um a bit of a hermit so i don't quite socialize i find you charming and endearing and terrible that's really sweet um (laughs) But my true nature is, please leave me alone. <laughs> um, so, saying, so, never, just, so growing up, whenever you would encounter a character, and, and the name means Stephanie. like garland of flowers. Like, come on, what kind of like? That's not remotely interesting. Like flowers, they die. Garland, how long do they last? You know, they're just so the opposite of ephemeral. I mean, right? That's the that's the right word. Like mm-hmm. they, very, they they very live very short, short lived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I want to leave a legacy, <laughs> you know. After the flowers have you know desiccated, you don't you just throw them away. You don't remember them forever. Sometimes so you can press them and keep them, but oh, most come people on. don't. Most people don't. Even when you press them, they're like they in some forgotten nook, you know. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's just everything about the name other than like how it looks when you write it if you have like a certain calligraphy style sure it can look nice but um other than that like why on earth would my parents choose that name i don't know but in terms of other names um i agree like, i'm sorry i just like how <laughs> i didn't expect you to share so much i didn't know you had these feelings about your name i'm serving i'm learning i've known stephanie for years i never knew she felt this way about her name i keep it I feel like quite. I just opened up this whole thing by asking this question. I love it. I, I keep it, it quite close to the chest. Yeah. I don't know if I would want something um, like more unique sounding because 
I do like unique kind of things, but at the same time, even as a Stephanie, I'm always telling like people are always asking, how do you spell it? Is it with yeah, this, so way, next this way? And I'm like, no, it's the ordinary way. There's, there's like you, nothing there's... unusual about it. I've never met someone with another thing except for one time at university where I did meet somebody and we became friends because we bonded every step. That's one thing, you know, but you might have gotten that too, Michelle, you know, meeting other people named Michelle and then your instant friends because you've got, you know, your same name. Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. But I'll, really? I'll go next. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that was my thing that with yeah, with what the point you're getting on was there's there's different there's unique spelling and then unique pronunciation. Mm. Right? Like you might see it and you'd be like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's how you say it. And they're like, no, 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 this is how you pronounce it. Yes, unique spelling, unique pronunciation, and whether or not those two things are about a common or not common name. So like Stephanie in the States is is pretty common, but yes, yeah, sometimes there is unique spelling. It's Greek in origin fun fact the name stephanie so oh, there's okay. some stephanie that was greek in origin or you know that that originated in greece is it close to stephen because it's like stephan stefano stephen um is yeah that- i mean i've heard i've heard of that so i wouldn't be surprised if it were the female form i don't know which came first um but i find it interesting that the stevens usually unless it's stefan um, they have the, you know, second vowel be an E instead of an A, like you would for Stephanie, the conventional yes. spelling of Stephanie. Yes. Um, but it's, it's interesting to, to see that variation. Um, yeah. And people, um, something that I get is I may introduce myself to a stranger and then when they try to speak to me again, they'll call me by a different name. And they'll say, oh, I'm sorry, you look like a blank. Someone it's- else that you know. Or no, no, they it's know, like, yeah. they're like, oh, no, I'm oh. sorry. You look like it's either, it's, it's always two. It's um, it's either Melissa or Catherine. Shocking. Consistently. Catherine oh. with a C or K or just a Catherine? They just say Catherine. Yeah, I, they, okay. they, they'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry. It, they merely will say, hey, hey, Catherine or hey, Melissa. And they'll be like, with minutes after I introduced myself as fascinating yeah so sorry i'm saying that in a very blase way but i'm genuinely intrigued so i've been intrigued too i'm like oh i look like a melissa or Catherine. hi i I feel like i respond to a lot of names just because some people just don't have great memories and fair enough i don't remember their names when they tell me as well um but i don't i think i've gotten samantha and Mm. emily but i think at some very various points in my life i had i was close friends with um samantha's and emily's so that sort of made sense that people would confuse like us for you and terribing i i have more i know a little bit more about stephanie's based on how um so yeah, emily i could see really i don't know i've i've known quite a variety of emily's and i don't know if i connect to there's so many but <laughs> any yeah, name okay I'd, yeah it's, it's so strange I've not I've not had a name and been like yes that is the one for me even in like you know when I was at school and you know we had to choose different names for like Spanish class because they went full immersion and they said choose a Spanish name I, I like found a few that were like interesting but I've never right. found one that was like yes that's me in the same way I, there's names that I just like that I think are neat and good names yeah but I've never absolutely. thought of like oh that would be better for me yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you the same question. Yeah, no, I, I identified names I think are neat or cool that 
you know, maybe for children, for pets. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. To give, because I like, I like those names, but. But you wouldn't want it for yourself if you had the choice. No, to and I'm wondering, I feel like I would struggle a bit if I were to become a celebrity and develop a celebrity stage name. I, you know, I understand the purpose of it and, you know, it kind of could be helpful because you could be this kind of alter ego. Um, can you and- think for, 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 if you want like a stage name, it's helpful to be unique. And I think I would be okay with that as opposed yeah. to like keeping my original name. I, I mean, it's like, okay how, too. How much does a stage name affect my personal life? That's where I would like struggle with. Like, I want to be Michelle, but like. Like if- in your tax documents, you still have to sign off mm-hmm. as Michelle rather yeah. than insert stage name here. Right. Um, but oh, yeah, would my, would my name Michelle only be for my tax documents? <laughs> But in the, here's another thing. Would it would you go the way of um, Adele and Beyonce, where it's like your first name is like the main one, and the second one, you know, people kind of forget about sometimes because like you know you're so often known as one, like that stage name. The what the first name, the one name, single name, yeah. Oh, I know another Stephanie, um, Lady Gaga, but she spells with an F. She's an F. Another unusual spelling. Yeah, Gwen Stefani. I don't know if you. Can. That counts as her second name there. Isn't that her stage name, though? Probably, I think so. I don't know. I can't remember. It might be, like, her first two, like, first and middle name, and then we might have left her last last name off. I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, so we've been talking about first names. I mean, for privacy reasons, we're not showing our last names. But I always think it's interesting how, you know, with life chapters, with marriage, you know, you do get an opportunity to change your last name in sure. most cultures. I always thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh, there's an opportunity there, but usually it's like the opportunity is because you just get to, you, you take on, depending on the dynamic. You add, either add a new name or Auto you drop replace. your maiden yeah. name. Yeah. So you don't get to like pick a brand new name, but it's just like, so hopefully you like the partner's name, last name. I, I always, I guess, um, was curious because you know in in the western tradition at least right um the 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 woman drops her maiden name in favor of her husband's surname but for um same-sex couples other than double barreling their surnames together i mean first of all how do you choose which one goes first um and does the other partner also do that same order or do they flip it around (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. the second question is or do they just choose one of those two surnames and just go along with that? And how does that choice get made? What interests me is from my little world, Michelle's little world, you know, the hyphenated last names is a slightly newer thing. But I've met somebody. Um, I think the British people, the posh British people who, you know, they're very, um, they live in higher nobility and such and they're bringing the two families together of you know noble family plus noble family but they're quite often have double barrels it's, it's, it's families yeah usually wow sorry to interrupt <laughs> go, go, go on to your original what is thought. the idea of like a co-worker of mine they are in their 30s so their parents did hyphenated last names sure so my co-worker before they were married they already had a hyphenated last name and then they were going to marry somebody. And so then that person was like, do we just continue to hyphenate it? So it's like three hyphenated last names 
or what do we do? Do we drop one? Yeah. Do we drop I one? I think the, the Spanish people have that well, that's the thing. Um, similar issues. Not they, issues. But they don't um, hyphenate it. It's a little bit, you know, if you carry it on, it's usually from like your mother's side and you will kind of link last name. So you'll have your full formal name, but mm-hmm. the name that you kind of put on your documents, mm-hmm. you know, your driver's license ID would be like the most recent name or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with that case with my coworker is in the states of like, so they end up doing where the spouse and then they have a child only got one of the two names. So the coworker ended. But was it with the first or the second of the double barrel? The second. Interesting. Yeah. It Was that second from her father's side or the mother's side? Or that they just chose it because it was the second and therefore literally the last name. I think they just liked it better. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Did they, so was, the, so the, the spouse and the future the children child, the new child. would have a double-barreled surname, but that would no, be different no, 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 from no, the no. mother? Oh. My coworker yes. still has the hyphenated last name from their parents. And okay. their spouse and new child have only one of those last names. Oh, so the spouse took on one of your co-workers names mm-hmm. oh okay all right interesting yeah but this the your co-worker did not take the spouse's surname no there's enough surnames in, in exactly the, yeah that's what okay, they did gotcha yeah. yeah interesting fascinating yeah but it could have kept but it, yeah see if they would have kept it going or had them looked yeah yeah i think nicknames are also an interesting idea because there's yeah. some or you know, sometimes people have middle names and like you'll grow up with them and they, they go by their middle name. And then when you like see their proper name, you're like, Oh, that's your first name. Oh, I didn't know that. Cause I mm. think, cause sometimes I feel, in my experience, I've encountered people who go by their middle names because they're, they're like a junior, like their first name is shared with like a, their parent or grandparent. And so they're like, Oh, I just prefer to like have my middle name. So it's unique mm-hmm. um, or vice versa or something but i've always mm-hmm. had nicknames were interesting especially when when they be, can become like your almost official name like you fill out paperwork sometimes right and it says first name middle name last name and nickname mm. but and it, i always think it's interesting to see where that option pops up because sometimes it's like i'm kind of official pretty official things really i've never seen it on like official documents that's like super official, but like I can't remember. Okay. I did see one recently, and I was kind of surprised by that. I've seen it on like iPhone contacts, you know, but that makes sense because some people are just like you said, known by their nicknames. Yeah, some paperwork actually I recently that it okay asked for nickname, and I was like, oh, I wonder how that. I know, like used. HR documents, sometimes they do, and then they, you know they have like um, first name, maybe middle initial, and then quotation marks, nickname, and then surname. Was it my car insurance? Something kind of like that. And I was like, Is it so that they can call you from Geico or whatever? And maybe like, hey, hey, insert nickname here. Um, how you doing? Can we sell you on some more car insurance? (laughs) Can we provide you the upgraded model? Where did the term nickname come from? Uh, maybe there's a chap who just wanted to be known by Nick. Well, because Growing up, I you know, nickname could have a connotation of like uh, a name that was meant to make fun of you and hurt your feelings. Sure, but then, but then it, I 
now I'm realizing as I'm talking about this, like nickname can also just be your preferred preferred name, name to put on things. Yeah. I mean, it goes both ways. I think um, I, I, the Royal family, I think they hardly call each other by their, you know, original given Christian names. I think they all have um, little uh, nicknames for each other or like, you know, um, and I think they're the same, like, you know, when, when security says so-and-so, oh no, those are code names. I'm confusing the two, but when the Royal family calls another member of the Royal family, uh, they, they call them by those nicknames rather than Liz. I'm seeing here, I just did a quick search. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm seeing here, I did a little research on the history of the word nickname. Uh-huh. I also would love to, I'd love to ask an international panel of what the equivalent in their languages of nickname, because I feel like it probably has to exist in multiple In cultures. Chinese, at least um, what I am aware of, like Chinese culture, there's often like a repetition of the same word as a nickname or like you know they pick one of the names mm-hmm. um, and like the three character name or two character name and then repeat that twice or sorry repeat that once so it's blah and blah like ling ling or um way way or something like that um and, and, and so that, in the case that's, of that's the of name of but they don't sign up like that yeah is ling the actual name of the person yes often oftentimes but like they could be okay. like Ling on or something, right? Um, the, the nickname will be Lingling. Yes, yeah. Like if you know them and you meet them and you shake hands with them, and then they'll say, "Yeah, call me Lingling instead," uh, so, rather okay. than Ling on. Otherwise, that's too like formal. I oh, think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's I don't know if that that is all across all Chinese culture, but that's from what I have experienced. Speaking for the entirety of China. <laughs> yeah. That's been your experience. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Imagine Genghis just being called Gang Gang. <laughs> gang, gang. Genghis Khan. Gang Gang. Khan Khan. <laughs> well, Khan is like king, sort of. In, right. Sort of. I mean, mm-hmm. in a very westernized sense. Yeah. yeah. But imagine me called King King. <laughs> <laughs> so I did check up here, just a quick little search here on yeah. the history of nickname. I guess mm. in, the, in the English language. So apparently the word nickname comes from the Middle English word. I don't know. I don't want to pronounce it, but it's eek, like E-K-E, which means also or in addition. So it was actually, it used to be eek name, one word, E-K-E-N-A-M-E. Maybe that's ek, ekename, eek name. Mm-hmm. And so it was that prefix of the E-K-E was used um and then had the extra yeah, the, the first the, end get added in there the middle middle ages and then i guess that pre, it's kind of presumed that eke that prefix kind of morphed into nick yeah, that, How? that k that k sound yeah the ick ick <laughs> yeah ik, ik name. Ik, maybe it was like ick name and then it went yeah. Nick. Nick. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, so um, Eek is, is from, it's from around the, yeah, 12 year, 1200 is meaning to increase or add on to, and I guess, yeah, the word. A bit of a tangent, 
Um, hmm. uh, dear listener, if you have a chance, look up CP Gray's. I want to say CPG Gray, but it's just CP Gray. Um, he has a video um, on YouTube called like the history of Tiffany's or something to that effect. And um, it talks about how the name Tiffany became popular um, in like modern culture. Cause like it, it's actually a really ancient name um, like Theophanus or something, Theophanu um, from like the Byzantine like ages ago, you know, mm-hmm. era. Um, but it just was not a really uh, prevalent thing until um some ancestor created like tiffany and company but his last his last name in that case was tiffany like the tiffany blue glass or tiffany jewelry right mm-hmm. um until the audrey hepburn movie is it breakfast at tiffany's yes came about and then uh people started calling their children tiffany their their daughter is tiffany specifically i guess because they wanted to be associated with that jewelry so i don't know how much better off that is a girl in the flowers but uh there you go I met a few Ariels because of the Little Mermaid, the Disney, the, yeah. the, the Disney's Little Mermaid movie. Yeah, and I and I suppose from dating ourselves when um, since we've grown up, um, there's been quite a lot of people from our generation naming their children Hermione um, from hmm. the Harry Potter films, even though it's like a very ancient Greek, yeah, or, that is you know, an origin name. Name, mm-hmm. yeah. So I it's made a research. A lot of names have like made resurgences because of pop culture. What about Elsa and um, Elsa? Yeah. What's the sister's name? Anna. Anna. But that's pretty common already. Yeah, that's already there. But Elsa, I feel. I've. I think a few. There are already quite a few Elsas. I think Chris Hemsworth's wife is an Elsa. Um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Celebrity just, gossip. I'm just nodding. Uh huh. Sure. Um, yeah. And uh i don't know so like i'm thinking star wars like surely something must have spawned off from that like i know quite a few luke's but i don't know any leah's anybody know i know i know leah's i know leah's but not leah specifically yeah you know yeah uh, yeah i don't know any more ron's or harry's than i already did pre potter hermione would stand out Hermione would stand out. I feel like a lot of more outlandish names people give to pets just because it's yeah. like possibly onerous for the children to have to like put up with all the teasing. Well, that's one thing is, is the, the luck of the draw that you have in life. If your name is shared with someone who obtains a level it's of iconically fame, famous and you can't disassociate. Yeah, whether it's that. good or bad. Yeah, what do you, yeah. how do you deal with that? Yeah. Yeah um yeah i i one of my um co-workers has shares a name with the british prime minister and i asked them um so do you get often this asked this question is there any relation they're like of course there's not i'm from a totally different part of a different country entirely it's just the first name <laughs> it just happens right? that it's no last name as well oh my so, it was it was like oh yeah it's yeah and i was like that's that's remarkable but you know i'm sure there's a lot of insert first name last name here like if you looked on linkedin or facebook or instagram right you know you see people and there's like a dozen different versions of your name that pops up um it's just so interesting to wonder how what those lives are like for those other people 
at least for me, because I'm a curious person, I don't delve too deeply into them because I'm like, I want to keep their life private, even though they're posting it publicly, but like whatever. But it's just kind of fun to imagine there could be another Stephanie Blank here, you know, living their life. Um, and I wonder how that's like. I hope life is going well for all the Stephanies and Michelles oh, in the world. <laughs> there was, I think we, we mentioned this, maybe just Stephanie and I together like in our own conversation. I think it was last year or 2019. It was called um, The Josh Fight. Yes, I remember hearing Did that. Did we talk about this? I, I don't think we have, but it, it happened fairly it was recently, it like was, a few months ago. Maybe it was, yeah, and so it was a bunch of Joshes met up in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, a friendly one, friendly meet, yeah. meetup um, because one Josh was like, let's, let's uh, just, let's meet up. Why not? And so I forgot what the turnout was. Was it like the hundreds or the thousands? And they all like randomly t- showed up to this middle of the place field in, in Nebraska, do you say? It was, um, oh, yes, here it is. Yeah, like, it started off film because- sword fight. Yeah. yeah, there was a title because there was a student named Josh Swain. And he's like, who's and the best Josh? And right? he identified that he, so it was not just a call for, initially it was just a call for all Josh Swains, but then it became a call for all, all Joshes. All Joshes, yeah. And it was to do rock, paper, scissors. And then they, and then it grew. Oh, that's confusing. It grew. Yeah. And then it grew to be just like you said, like, you know, sword play, playful yeah. weapons, like foam swords and things very so. very wholesome and in yeah. the end um i think the ultimate josh the best josh was determined to be this like little eight-year-old boy something like that it was, yeah. a, it was a kid and you know yeah. everyone was very wholesome about it no bitterness everyone was on board for he was crowned we, we the josh best. to be best josh he best josh yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's a lovely very heartwarming story. story yeah i love that story um no but good stuff um I think, yeah, I don't know. That's where my mind was going this week a little bit. Um, did you did you have a stage name kind of turning the thing on you in mind? Oh, um, would you like general concept? If you don't, even if you don't have a specific vision of a name, would I want one? Um, well, you, you were the question you had posed to me was, um, what would your stage name be, or would you want a stage name? And if so, like, what would it, what kind I'd of, rather not. Yeah, no, name I think, would it be? I, oh, yeah, I think I touched on a little bit, but yeah, I would rather not have a stage name. Okay. Do you just, for me, I feel like I would struggle with the identity issue of like, mm. who am I? And I think I would get a little muddled there and a little confused of like, I th- Michelle, who is Michelle, who is you know, whatever the stage name is. I think to that effect, I might actually have a decent job, like a decent, like be okay with that because mm. then I'd be able to separate the personal versus my private life. Like, you know, my friends, they can be yeah. invited into the private life of, you know, Stephanie, but then, you know, stage name, you know, stage front for, uh, foot forward. That's not even a phrase. um you know i would be insert funky name here you know interesting name here and then you know once i walk off and i'm you know backstage then i'm you know stephanie once more yeah Um, there's i think i've witnessed not witnessed but i've learned or came across two things about that point i mean it's specific because they were pop stars but um katie perry during the release of her i think it was the witness album 
a few years ago, she would, she released like a lot of interviews and things that she did. And Mm -hmm. one of them was a pretty intimate taping of like her speaking with a therapist. Mm -hmm. And she really shared of the trouble she has because her birth name is Catherine. Okay. And the trouble she has between Catherine and Katy Perry, because, you know, Katy Perry became such an immensely famous pop star Mm -hmm. and getting that like confusion of like, everyone only likes the Katy Perry and like Catherine also has feelings and needs. And another Mm -hmm. one that I thought was interesting. So we'll share that as well, along with the CP gray video that you mentioned, but Mm -hmm. the one I also I liked was, um, the singer Miley Cyrus, who I was going to say, yeah, got her first kind of introduction Hannah to Montana. fame, Montana yeah. Montana, and she was like thirteen or something on that show, and so still she, forming as like a human being. You yeah, know? and so the whole premise of the show, she said this in some interview, but she worded it really well. The whole premise of the show was that she was only special and neat when she had a blonde wig on and was Hannah Montana, because mm-hmm. for some reason, the show decided to actually use her real name, Miley, as her character. Oh, yes, I remember. That. Miley Cyrus, like the character in the show is also. And Miley, Miley was was the relatively bland um, person who was a regular girl. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. Secretly was Hannah Montana. Moonlighting as so- yeah exactly and so like the show was like oh yeah she could just be regular and like the not popular kid or like whatever deal with normal kid stuff very mediocre mm-hmm. uh, as Miley but then when she was Hannah Montana it was like fireworks and everything and she said that even as the sh- even after the show ended and she was like trying to do her next stage of her career it re- she really struggled and with popularity because she was trying to be performing as Miley so she was forced to like after the show it ended to still do concerts. rebrand herself as well. Yeah, she still to do things with Hannah Montana in order to get people to come to her concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People weren't really interested to hear Miley Cyrus's music. It took like a few years, and it think- trained her that she couldn't just be Miley Cyrus. She had to always do these, put on these acts to get people to show up. Sure, and and especially with pop artists, they seem to like rebrand themselves every couple of years in order to you know because they've grown as people you know like the you yeah. know the, and the, the timing of it yeah music, their tone and all that stuff they've you know changed their styles a little bit and sometimes people just want the old stuff but you know they've they've changed so um rebranding their style i think is an interesting way of showing their new interests yeah um but to that effect of what you were saying about the katie perry thing Catherine versus katie um she started pretty early on in her life like her career pretty early on i mean not as early as miley cyrus certainly but yeah, she's like a late late teens i believe or so yeah with yeah so the, definitely still church very, and christian rock music stuff yeah still very like formative years i think at this stage in my life i am relatively comfortable with who i am oh i see mm-hmm. so, so you can do it now not 10 years ago or sure sure like i think i could put that separation between stage name versus the stephanie name um better than you know when i'd be younger and things are a little bit more muddled and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense some something about maturity does that allows that um maybe i don't know maybe it's an individual thing um for sure yeah but I think, I guess for me personally, I feel like yeah. I resonated with those two testimonies and was like, sure. I think that would be me. I think I would struggle yeah. with that. So that's, 
that's my answer to the stage name thing. I'd rather not, unless it's like fully necessary. I think I'd like my my true close friends and associates to call me by my original name. And yeah. then well, and I guess there's also aliases, right? Like if you work for the CIA yeah. or something. So yes. That's something that people not not a lot of people would know, but you still have to have a different identity for security yes. purposes or something for work reasons. But yeah. Well, try a little bow around that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. That was a good uh, question. Yeah. I loved it. So in Terabang, for you, I don't know if yeah, anything, any of that interested you or drew you in, but yeah. Oh, what's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. What's in a name? Um, we do have a few, just a little bit of music to share this week. I think for me, I don't have a lot. I just have two songs. Because mm-hmm. with the change in seasons happening where I'm at, and it's kind of pronounced with, I mean, we've already been getting different weather here, um, but there's been a little bit more weather change. I've been enjoying listening to like the wind, like lists, like I don't know, that, that sounds really lame a little bit, but like that's it. it just made me think of the Pocahontas song. I'm sorry, yeah, colors of the wind. Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, you just see me running around, yeah. But I really have been. I've just and hearing like the birds and the nature. I've been really just listening more to just hearing the transition happening right now in seasons here. Um, But I do have two songs to share that I have also been listening to, but not not as many as um, previously. Previously, very week to week. Um, but there are two songs by the singer Mercedes Sosa. Uh, the first is Alfonsina y el mar. Um, and the second is a collaboration she did with Shakira, who um, might be obvious I'm a fan of. I definitely brought her up a few times. Quite a few. Uh, <laughs> I don't um, they did a collaboration and it was called La Masa. But Alfasina um, Mar, I really like because it has this kind of sadness, but introspective, quiet nature um, of the singer Mercedes Sosa, and you know, just mm-hmm. about about you know, a female character kind of on her own, just in nature, you know, by the sea and the sea, and working with that, and so I guess a little bit toned down. Okay. And I also like, I always like it because she, Mercedes also is an, you know, an older generation singer. I always think it's neat to see an older and newer generations, mm. similar, similar genre, you know, collaborate and kind of works in a way. So what, what, what era would you say she's from? More like the, the, the 70s Mainly. or so, 60s, okay. 70s. Okay. Yeah. That makes Fair. me want to think of like, for us to do a future playlist, definitely of like collaborations like that, where it's like same genre-ish but like older new generation older versus new stuff yeah yeah tbd Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um for me this week i couldn't really choose a specific song i've been listening to a lot you know as michelle has been saying the the fall has been coming in i've been listening to quite a bit of jazz to kind of get me and i know jazz is a huge you know broad spectrum in and of itself i should specify it kind of like a bit of smooth jazz slow jazz like crooning jazz um a bit of duke ellington and miles davis and um nina simone specifically 
um her her mood indigo album the complete Mm. bethlehem singles um they've been really interesting to me it's just i i've always known nina simone as a very like dynamic her her voice is like a very unique um i think like contralto she's kind of got a lower deep voice for female singer but i've always like you can always pinpoint a nina song whether it's like cinnamon or you know i put a spell on you or you know iconic songs right Mm -hmm. um but i didn't realize she had some more mellower tunes and i kind of really was just vibing with those mellower tunes from this album um she's got you know like you've got the whole world in here in in your hands and you'll never walk alone um i love you porgy and they're just just lovely soothing you know songs to watch rain fall on your window pane um just kind of zone out too and just take a sip of your tea or coffee or something um, and enjoy the the fall cooler weather um, in your jumpers and stuff. And yeah, sorry, that was a very vague description, but no, I I was really there when you're describing that image. Oh, thank the you. hot the hot beverage. It yeah. yeah, and it's not at least where we are. You know, it's not super chilly, super cold, but it's it's the, it's transitioning. It's, it's starting to get there. You're starting to see a little bit more orange, at least where we are. Um, and you know, it just kind of brings out the mellower feels, mellower tunes, and also probably why my voice is a bit mellow. <laughs> Not super Slowly high energy drift. these days. Yeah. Slowly drifting on. <laughs> yeah, constantly. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Aunt Tara Bang, for joining us on this episode. Indeed. And even if you're listening to this episode at a different time of year than beginning of fall, hopefully some of it still. Have a good, good rest of your day or evening, and we will see you next time. Cheers.